0: everyone and welcome to joe's tango podcast where we have fun and fascinating conversations with all types of tango professionals I'm your host joe yang thanks for tuning in if you're a new listener welcome glad you found us Uh, if you're not a new listener and have been enjoying the podcast please take a quick moment to give it a five-star rating and or review on itunes amazon soundcloud stitcher or whatever podcast platform you're using that really helps Okay, my guest today is a good friend of the show. He is a cellist and is working incredibly hard in the world of tango music. Maxfield Wallum Fisher, welcome back, my friend.
1: Joe, it's so good to be here and see you. How are you doing? Yeah,
0: I, I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm busy with the new baby, as uh, we were talking about earlier, and uh, and the dog and life. <laughs> How about yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I. Busy is is how I feel. Even though when I think about you know comparing it to other how I'd like to, life to be at the moment, it it's very yeah. stationary. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you know, it's things are looking up. I don't I don't mind thinking about the future anymore. You know, when I think about things in the future, yeah, they seem possible as a, if if not exactly. I don't know when or what exactly they're going to look like, but mm-hmm. I can picture them and think, okay, it's okay for me to picture this. I won't be totally disappointed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tango Wise, what have you been up to lately?
1: Oh, man. Um uh the biggest thing I've been doing of course is playing um in my duo with uh with Any Solera, arco idae, right. bandoneonist. Arco the bow, ire the the air of the bandoneon, the uh, yeah. sound drivers of those two instruments. Um, and we've, I think we talked about this before, but our, mm-hmm. we have sort of a long-term project of having commissioned uh, 10 new works from tango composers around oh. the world. Um, and those have been coming in slowly through the year. When we, when we started that project, it was actually before, right before the quarantine hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been interesting because now all these composers are writing during quarantine. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that, that will have a huge impact has had a huge impact on the music we're getting in, in undescribable ways, you know, um, but, and, and it's, it's not like it's a, it's not a COVID album in any way, you know, I mean, it's it's amazing music in some ways. I think some of the composers were freed not to have to even almost think about some of their audiences and that they normally Mm -hmm. would be playing for and just really, you know write what they were feeling whether they were mm-hmm. feeling sad or whether they had a lot of positive energy and nowhere to put it you know yeah.
0: yeah yeah that's that's the one thing like lately i've been having a lot of fun talking to musicians and i think there is a really nice acknowledgement that we are in a very exciting time i mean despite the pandemic i mean we're seeing this growth in, in tango music it seems i mean we talk about you know the golden age of tango music but i mean back then they didn't really know that it was a golden age till afterwards and i think that or think we're we're fortunate with you know the technology that we have and all the stuff that you know say like darienzo or the sarli did not have access to a lot of the resources that we do and i see a lot of musicians like yourselves taking advantage of that so and so we don't have to look back and say oh remember that time when you know that was great. It's like we kind of realize that right now is a really kind of a cool time. And I think that's, that's nice.
1: (laughs) I like that. Yeah, there really is a lot of energy um, and work being done by musicians during this time. And I appreciate that a lot of dancers are listening to it. And a lot of people from outside the Tango community are also noticing this music um, Mm -hmm. and just listening to it for its own merits. I think like I think in any any field, there are people for whom I don't want to use the word solitude, but mm-hmm. uh, time in their home office can be very productive. Yeah. And there are people for whom it is it is n- not as inspiring. And yeah. I've talked to musicians. So we're really hearing there are a lot of really uh, friends of mine and, and, and colleagues I've been aware of before who are... Have been doing extraordinary work in the last year, not only writing and creating, um, mm-hmm. but building new systems for us to connect with each other um, across countries. So yeah. I've, I wouldn't, I am not the person who's had a lot of output in the last year, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I'm a person who's inspired by a lot of people around me, by working with my large orchestra, by creating events, um, not so much by recording by myself in a studio. Um, But what I've appreciated is I've been able to get closer and to see the work of so many other musicians as they sort of put themselves out there raw, you Mm -hmm. know, and then we talk about it and we talk about history and we take classes together. That's been really neat. And I think people are enjoying some of the closer looks they've had at these musicians and at musicians they haven't heard of before and the really personal nature of the music Mm -hmm. that comes through and I, I really appreciate that and I think that in the coming months and next couple of years we're going to see a lot of that come together both those musicians that have been really active and in their output in this time and those who have been in uh, personal development modes we'll say (laughs) I think we're gonna see everyone with just much more beautiful relationships um coming together continuing to do so online but then really in person to create some Mm -hmm. some really cool music and and events you know I'm I like Mm -hmm. I miss my events you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's definitely um what I hear about and also I, I just know a lot of the musicians just kind of itching to you know, play at a Longa for, for dancers, that kind of energy. But uh, it's at the same time, like you said, there's been these really wonderful collaborations that may not have happened um, otherwise. So, and plus, you know, on Facebook, I don't know, I think you are doing a pretty good job with, with output max. I know we never quite feel as, like you said, as busy as we want to be. I'm, i I feel that way too. Cause like, every time I look on Facebook, you're, you know, you and Amy are up to something where you're uh, you know, it's always, you're, you're, you're out there playing. I see.
1: I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I do it so that I know that people will remember it. And this it, it sounds kind of narcissistic, but like no, you no, remember no. that I exist when we can come back to these things. I also want to say mm-hmm. um, there are different times in your life when you're inspired by different things. And I really owe mm. um, Amy, definitely. And then also yeah. like Aparna, um, Helpe, yeah. people who have been really behind the scenes, pushing the rest of musicians and bringing us together. It's been really neat to know that sort of for the first time, uh there there's a, a little bit of um a critical mass of musicians that we can all support each other more rather than feeling like we're totally at it alone in some yeah. random town, you know. So I really right. appreciate the people who have pushed me uh in the last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I also wanted to to kinda of touch upon is that idea of growth, you know, personal growth, kind of reflecting on that. Because I know um when was it that you left Madison? Was it, was it like a decade ago or a little bit <laughs> less? It, feel, it feels like forever ago. And you know, it's a uh,
1: thousand years. Yeah. I think, let's see. Um, I've been in DC for almost six years now. Yeah. I was in Jeez. New York for a year before that seven. Right. So seven years ago. Yeah.
0: yeah. That, that's a long time. I that mean, during that time. time. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That's like that's like all of high school and most of college. That's the, that. That's the <laughs> amount of time that you've been away. It's and a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, again, I, I mentioned this every time we we're on the show, but, uh, you know, when you started your trio here in Madison, and it was fun. Like it wasn't just, oh, a bunch of local musicians. Oh, we're gonna play some tango music. I mean, there was a seriousness. There's like, no, we're gonna play tango music. It's not just like goofing around. It was. It was real, and. Yeah, so since then I know you have like grown a lot and that's kind of why I wanted to sort of like not monitor your progress, but I just like to follow how, how it is that you've grown because so much has happened since then. So yeah so Uh, yeah i
1: appreciate that i think we're a little tied together in that a little ways too even though we've been in faraway places i mean that (laughs) was you were supporting us in the seriousness of that and you were like the hardest working person in tango i'd ever met you know (laughs) just uh uh teaching and and sharing the the joy with as many people as you could so yeah
0: and it was just a really i mean it's it's fun because it was a really special time there was a group of all of you out there it's like you were all in you know what, like you were in grad school. So you were like around mm-hmm. that late twenties time. And then early there was 20s, a whole bunch yeah. of us early, late 20. Yeah. Around that, that time range, I was in my thirties. So it wasn't yeah. weird for me to be with people in their twenties. You know, now I'm in my forties. <laughs> it's, it's a little strange to to do that now. Um, but there was like really cool energy at that time. And then, um, yeah. It
1: was, and I think there was a lot of that in around the country in tango. Not that there isn't, hasn't yeah. been since then. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a genre or an art form or a culture in at least in the way it exists now um, that is interested in in growth, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's the musicians or the dancers. I think, you know, sometimes in the last couple of years, I haven't I, I dance for fun. Right. I um, Right. I haven't taken as many classes in the last few years um, mm-hmm. while I was working harder on the music, you know, or something like that. So I like that it's it's. i've reached a point where it's there for me in a lot of different ways but Mm -hmm. there's always and it it can be comforting but then there there are always uh, thousands of years of challenge that i can engage with as i Mm -hmm. as i move forward
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so here's a question I, i don't think i i've yet asked you so once once you left madison you were in new york for a bit of course, you know we we're always growing with music. But what was another, I would say, a major turning point for you in terms of understanding and growth in tango?
1: Like the, <laughs> there so I many. guess one of,
0: the, I mean, there are probably been many. But like the, what was one of the first ones since you left us? That,
1: that... well, looking back at that that little trio we had. You're right, mm-hmm. I was I was pretty serious, but I also feel like looking back, I knew absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think something we have talked about before is the, the beginning of the, the coming together of the musicians in the United States, both to learn mm-hmm. from each other and to bring musicians from Argentina, um, largely through this, the summer workshops and festivals that started. So uh, in the same summer, we started um, in Indiana um, putting together the with Corteta Tanguero at the time, putting together the knowledge there, Ben Bogart and Daniel Stein, and eventually Julian Peralta. Mm-hmm. And then I went to to the Stowe Festival, um, which was starting that same year in Vermont, uh, learning from actor del Curto and eventually Victor Lavagen and mm-hmm. and everyone associated there. That was a huge turning point because I started getting a lot more, organized and specific sort of technical knowledge that broke down the music about what I was supposed to be what what the different sounds I was hearing were what the history of how to create them were and the techniques I think before I was getting that piecemeal and little bits and missing some really big points and things Mm. or or hearing things and playing a version of them but not uh not with the um, the knowledge and the The experience to to give it the weight, and I don't want uh, correctness is a word I think I can use here that to make it really sound like like tango. So that was yeah, that was a really big thing for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always fun to kind of think about these growth or or like when you realize oh I've been missing a lot of this or oh here's a big piece of the puzzle because you kind of I guess you know how you want things to sound, and then when you kind of learn how how that's put together, that's really exciting.
1: Absolutely, like the um in music we have something called the arrastre, which is mm-hmm. the part of the beat that comes before the beat, right the zoom yeah. that leads into it. Um, and I was aware of this. I'd been told about this and I had worked it into some of my playing, but I didn't really technically understand like how it works, where it came from, how it can be used, when it's tasteful, when it's not. Mm -hmm. And sort of everything about that, right? And that's just one little thing. But that is, in a way, in my mind, this is a whole other musical conversation, even the tiniest, (laughs) shortest notes that definitely have no Mm arrostre, do have an arrostre in spirit, um, which affects then how I totally start, how I use my bow physically. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different physical mentality than before when I was only trying to imitate something I'd heard with a couple little bits of advice, mm-hmm. you know, it's building from the ground what physically how to make sounds.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So in terms of your your personal style of playing, how has that changed?
1: Uh, okay. I think students go through many phases mm-hmm. as as. Especially when you're entering a world that you didn't know much about before, that wasn't always around you. Mm -hmm. And as you discover new bands and new sounds and new decades, you think they're the most amazing thing in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, of course, we've talked about how lots of musicians come to tango through Mm piazzolla. And that's a sound and a vibe. And then uh, you you enter like the Pugliese world. I think that Mm -hmm. has a lot of draw for musicians and still certainly does. And I I think Pugliese's influence on modern tango musicians cannot be overstated, whether or not it sounds like Pugliese or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, especially if you're dancing, but if you're working with dancers, you really can go through phases where you get very invested in the traditional kind of dance or at least the the popular dance numbers of the last 10 years and mm-hmm. and of course and then you find the meeting place of where is the energy that that you enjoy and the dancers enjoy and that's where we see a lot of kind of the Darienzo cover bands coming in mm-hmm. in the last few years and I've definitely been sort of um a fan of of playing <laughs> playing some of those tunes and 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 then then, of course, for me, there's the there's the Julian Peralta, the Astigero um, style and school and um, influence on a, on a large portion of bands in Buenos Aires that we don't always hear here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the day, I think, honestly, I'm still working out some of my own style. Good. Definitely. I yeah. love working with so many different musicians mm-hmm. um, and putting building something there. I think What you're going to see in the next couple of years, certainly from my band, is um, more arrangements done not as covers of original, of of old arrangements, but in in sort of the spirit and culture of some of the older groups, like like Troilo, where you have arrangements Mm -hmm. coming from the different members who are aware of who they're writing for in the band, aware of who the other musicians are, Mm -hmm. and aware of the vibe of the band, you know, I think sometimes other people can describe my orchestra better than I can or mm-hmm. notice things about it that I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we're going through, we've a phase where we're going to see a lot of, of really new and really fun writing, um, which is, um, in the case of my band, a large part of it is, is very geared towards dancers. Mm-hmm. And I, I dance I know what that that feels like and sounds like and I've had thanks to even starting with with you I've had 10 11 years of experience of playing for dancers and and Mm -hmm. screwing it up and (laughs) and you know pissing them off and also (laughs) uh not honestly not really pissing them off that much I've just you know Mm -hmm. you can look out and see what's not working Mm -hmm. and I think we've found uh, a lot of obvious and neat and less obvious ways of crafting crafting um, uh, sets of music through mm-hmm. a night for dancers, which allow for creativity and excitement, and at the end, everyone is extremely happy. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then the work I do in another project with Amy, is totally mm-hmm. different. Uh, very. Uh, I don't know if the avant-garde is too passé a word, but very, <laughs> 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 very um, experimental, maybe. Yeah, I, experimental. Yeah. Um, open to it's it's duo music, it's it's not with dancers in mind. Mm -hmm. And it's very open to the backgrounds of the different composers and musicians who are active in tango now, who all come no one only plays tango, you know. Right. And you can feel these influences very strongly and Mm -hmm. in in the pieces that we're we're receiving and it's it's fun. It's there's some cool stuff that you're gonna hear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, like I like, like what you said about going through those musical phases or listening to the composers. It's funny. I, I do play some tango music at home This to see how my son reacts to it. He, <laughs> he likes the Sarli.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He likes the Sarli. Um My dog likes Frizé though, and they both hate Canaro for some reason. I don't know why. So. <laughs> it, it, Darienzo makes my son cry. He doesn't, <laughs> and, and my dog leaves the room. So, but but Desarli, my my son like he
1: likes that so.
0: Uh-huh. I don't know I don't know what it means
1: <laughs> and and he may evolve in that taste as well
0: who knows yeah I know because K- whenever Kanaro comes on my dog he gets like angry I don't know why
1: I mean you know Kanaro can make me angry sometimes too okay um but I've I've learned that he has so much output um, yeah. from decades of music mm-hmm. that perhaps some of what I hear the most in milongas is not his most creative work uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: I'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I tried Kanara one time, like, and I tried actually playing poema. It's a beautiful song, all dancers love it. And my dog starts growling at the speaker. He's like, it's like, <laughs> turn it off. I'm like, all right, all right.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking a little bit about it. It's kind of funny how you said about, uh, you know, how you learn from by by screwing up. So here's something that um I, I've always been wanting to ask, like a, a musician, uh, like when you're playing for dancers, like what is something you don't want to do or what is something that is sure to mess up the dancers if you're playing live? Huh that you want to avoid doing that let's say if other aspiring musicians are listening to this what's uh what not to do when when playing for dancers
1: what not to do is to is less about i think the repertoire although that's Mm -hmm. relevant um and more about a disruption of the flow of the evening uh um so it's really important that um uh (laughs) You know I like to talk. It's important not to try and give long speeches at random times. It's important to think about when, when you you do need to talk a little bit. It's important to think about when and how you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to think about the transition between the um, the DJ and your playing. Shortening mm-hmm. that. It's important to think about. Uh, your transitions between songs you can't stick a lot of time in between songs as we might be used to doing at other places to rearrange Mm -hmm. our music and things you got to be you know sort of ready on that front Uh and and then i think that the most advice i have is actually more positive about things to do um it's more of um i mean Sure, I can say, don't play Milanga del Angel, some slow piazzola, you know. <laughs> I, I used to do that in Madison because it's, like, one of my favorite melodies of all time. That's beautiful. I just, know. oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I just, I just remember looking out at, at the dance floor, like, oh, these people are not connecting with this at all. <laughs> wasn't their fault. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that kind of thing aside, mm-hmm. what what I think is most important to do is to introduce people to your sound so um i think any orchestra any tanda that i go out to dance if it's it it takes a moment to acclimate your body and your your listening and your your motion to the sound of that tanda the sound of that orchestra and to your partner Mm -hmm. and very similar to having a, a dance partner with a certain you know different partners all have different kinds of motion some some people you prefer dancing certain orchestras with or something yeah um the audience is my partner and i in the beginning i don't start off by throwing um my most complicated moves out there you know right i start off by presenting a sound that's going to be and a beat and a rhythm and mm-hmm. a <clears throat> a lilt you know a swing that yeah. is going to be recognizable from some of the dJ music that they've been playing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: going to help them to come into our sound and rhythm world. That sounds cheesy, but it's like there's no yeah. other way to say it. It's very real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And once and maybe more recognizable songs as well. Mm-hmm. once Once I've brought you into my cocoon, um mm-hmm. I feel like actually there's a lot more freedom and i and people i can play a lot more songs that i think have traditionally been less looked at i never admit i'm gonna do that right you Mm -hmm. know um (laughs) but i don't always tell people what i'm playing but they'll come up and they'll say what what was that or something you know and it's Mm -hmm. like if you've gotten used to our sound and then we deliver we don't depart from the sense of rhythm we don't i'm not like taking a 180 and then starting to play beethoven you know i'm right I'm still playing tango, um, it's, but it's our orchestra. It's our song, sound. And it's the individual musicians that you've gotten. The, so Daniel plays violin like this. Uh, Valerie has this kind of feel on the piano to her bass lines. Once you're used to that, you're going to pick that out, even in more complex music and mm-hmm. other kinds of styles that we might get into. So mm-hmm. that's my advice, is you can play a lot of cool music you need to make sure that you take care of your listener as you would in a first mm-hmm. dance of a Tonda, get to know your listener and let your listener get to know you before you do anything else. Yeah.
0: yeah nice. Yeah. I like that. I like there's that thought that goes, that goes into it from bands. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> now I imagine like since, since then over the years, you've played with a variety of different musicians and different bands um, how has your personal sound been influenced by having collaborated with other different musicians?
1: You know, I, I almost wish someone else would listen to me and tell me, you know, not that okay. I think I deserve that much attention in my playing, but like, <laughs> uh, like I would be curious for, because to me, my sound is always my sound. Sometimes mm-hmm. I it, I know it's changed yeah. and sometimes I'm intentionally introducing elements but other times it's something that, that grows with you, like, like an accent when you move to a new place, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, how I'm aware that it's changed is. Ooh, that's, that's tricky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause I imagine it'd be something similar to, to dancers. Like there are other dancers who will, if you're dancing, they'll they'll bring something out from your personality or you'll gel with them in a different way, whereas someone else you may dance really well with them too, but differently because of the personality. Imagine it would be something similar with, you know, different. different
1: It's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Different projects feel very different and my playing is very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because like I said, I also play not tango music, uh, other music as well. Um, So I feel like I've made a study out of being somewhat chameleon-like at times, Mm -hmm. um, which means some of that I'm aware of and other times I'm just kind of locking into those musicians in the moment. Um, I think definitely my, my personal playing has gotten farther away from really a romantic melodic playing, which I think mm-hmm. I used to be much more into.
0: Okay.
1: And I think it's gotten somewhat more rhythmic in different ways, to the mm-hmm. point where in the last year or two, I've almost tried to reinvestigate, go back into the thick, lush melody, mm-hmm. um, especially since I've had the luxury in the last couple of years of being able to play with a larger orchestra instead mm-hmm. of, I've grown grown my quartet into uh (laughs) uh, something larger and to be able to put those string sounds together and feel the the richness of that in person has Mm -hmm. been pretty cool um and then with that comes some of the mm, the changes in time that you find from more troilo or pugliese which are certainly not confusing to dancers because they're a huge part of tango mm-hmm. um even a lot of the canaro catalog i mentioned that we don't always hear in longas, uh mm-hmm. um, and other things have this certain way of speeding up and slowing down that's i think very understandable both for musicians and dancers but something that you have to experience for a long time before it feels comfortable as a the creator of the sound mm-hmm. and so it's been really neat to go i've gone from obsessing over like piazzolla melodies 10 years ago to um (laughs) just loving the to pound out like you know fist pumping fast Mm -hmm. uh music into something that really it's not just about me it's about i'm i feel like i'm really much more of a cheerleader for other musicians you know (laughs) almost than i am myself um and just to be able to to put those sounds Mm -hmm. together and and play with those. It's always people I really like as people Mm -hmm. and who are really great musicians. I'm very lucky in normal Mm -hmm. times, you know, to have that luxury. (laughs) And then to be able to just create time, move through time with them in such a lush way is really satisfying. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So your your current quartet, you said now, uh, are you, are you able to practice in person or have you been kind of practiced virtually or
1: Oh, how how yeah. do you
0: practice in a in a situation? I haven't like
1: this? my Da Capo Tango, my mm-hmm. now sort of I I don't I don't really know what to call it. It was a quartet five okay. years ago. Mm-hmm. Then it was a quintet. And then mm-hmm. um it's sort of in the last couple of years turned into a small orchestra project. Nice. Um, okay. to the point where as we got into right before the pandemic, I was feeling it was sort of um it it was a an avenue for a lot of musicians to to play together and then still play. It was almost an event space, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, we haven't done we anything. That's not true. We did. Mm-hmm. I did a. I hosted with a, a local organizer here mm-hmm. who asked me uh, a a concert series in j- February where okay. I featured sort of individuals from De Capo or who have connections with De Capo Performing okay. solo works, I wouldn't consider that really a de Capo performance. You know, okay. um, mm-hmm. for me, that orchestra is just on hold until until we can yeah. play together. That's yeah. there's nothing that's in a. In the past, I haven't even really been inspired much to record with that group because mm-hmm. the emphasis has been so much on how we um, create and curate live music experiences for people. Okay. You know? uh either in d- mostly in d c but also working with james o and in Boston mm-hmm. and things and man, I look forward to doing that, and we will and we'll be very creative and it'll be a lot of fun when we yeah. can get back to doing that yeah in the meantime I've been playing with Annie in the duo, and we sh- that's awesome um, we've done yeah. that in carefully socially distanced and um mm-hmm. you know I'm excited my second my second vaccines tomorrow you know <laughs> so nice there's 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 hope yeah
0: yeah absolutely. Yeah. So looking forward, I mean, it's great that you're, you know, you're like the glue that kind of keeps a lot of the music together or you're, you know, showcasing and helping to promote a lot of musicians, because again, a lot of people who are, whether they're dancers or musicians, they do their thing, but it's kind of hard for them to, to break out without help from, from someone like you, who kind of has that um, you know, that connect those who sees those connections and sees the way that this can, this can come out. So yeah, that's, That's, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) So um, let me see. Yeah. So what are, what are some really, I mean, we kind of touched upon this earlier, but just for you personally, what are some uh, I guess some pleasant surprises that have come out of this pandemic for you, either things that you've learned or things that you've new things that you've discovered because you know, when things are really crappy, there's something good. Always comes through, I hate to say it, but like, not that I wanted a pandemic, but without it, it's like, there's been some really, you know, I keep talking to people, these some, they've all come across some really, really good things or new ideas that are probably going to take off once it's all done.
1: Sure. Purely as a listener of Mm -hmm. music, I've been exposed to a number of uh, newer and younger, not just younger, but newer musicians or Mm -hmm. lesser known musicians that I hadn't known before, of course, we have the radio show I do with Phil Jones here on on Tacoma Radio. Yeah, and it's been nice to share um, some of that music. And I know you spoke with like um, with Adam Tooley. Um, yes, and people like him who really um, do know a lot of other musicians and can can have the platform to bring their voices and their instruments into the world. I think that's been a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. and to watch how a uh, support of the music community has been of each other there's there's very little sense of competition or mm-hmm. or entitlement yeah. um just a lot of people uh really amplifying each other's voices so that's been it's been really mm-hmm. nice nice yeah. to watch
0: yeah, that's one thing I really notice with Tangan musicians. Like they can be, you know, Grammy nominees, and they can be like really accomplished. and then when I speak to them, and they're like the coolest, down, most down to earth people, and that's that's really nice. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, it's I had fun. A, yeah one of the events that was canceled last summer. I I was getting to hire a someone a uh, one, who I had written a paper mm-hmm. about in grad school. You know, <laughs> come play in my orchestra. You know, it was just mm-hmm. great. You know. But. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. That's like hearing all the stories from the musicians and again, how a lot of them, like you said, like that, they're building each other up and that's, and that's great. And I think a lot of the resources available today, I mean, just, just not, not too long ago, it was, it was kind of hard. It seems to be a Tango musician and now, uh, you know, there's music, a lot of online stuff. And, um, you know, like you said, with, you uh, um, with Stowe and also, um, oh gosh. So I'm getting old, I keep forgetting stuff now, Max. <laughs> the Tangaro
1: workshop, me. other things. Yeah,
0: know, and, yeah, and all read. these, yeah. Re- read, yes. And then, you know, even, you know, they're doing a, maybe a virtual, they're doing, I think the- They did in early event. March. They did, yeah, a, yeah, a, 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 a virtual uh, thing. So, and plus so many people have gotten so much out of um, those musicians who've been incredibly generous. So. I've
1: been taking an amazing class with Ignacio Varchowski. Um, mm-hmm who's a, a ba- one of the great bassists of, of yeah. the day, founder of the Orquesta Escuela in mm-hmm. um, Buenos Aires. And um, uh, that's that's been awesome. His, his knowledge is incredible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think one of the biggest things for people is to look forward to live music being a more normal part of their tango experience, whether it's mm-hmm. in milongas and in concerts. Like, there's going to be a lot yeah. of good stuff out there. And uh, I'm... I'm not going to ask anyone to support me on another (laughs) virtual concert because it is mostly about support more than it is anything else. So they were fun for a minute, but oh, my gosh, when we can get out there, we got to do it together. And that's that's when we want to have support, not just like in in milonga fees or something, but in asking your community to to bring live music and to host live music and to to find places for live music in in malangas but in other concert spaces because or mm. tango adjacent because there's so much good stuff out there
0: yeah yeah it's, it's exciting yeah because again when like you you know uh, well, just by talking to so many musicians and they're all like yeah when this is over there's going to be this awesome explosion i think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now max do you also uh compose your own stuff
1: not much no,
0: not much. Uh, okay.
1: I could, I could see doing that at some point. I, I arrange certainly. Okay. Um.
0: Only yeah. so many hours in a day though, man, you can, no. <laughs> your plate's already uh, full enough as it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I arrange, I like the idea of being a composer and there are so many, it's mm-hmm. a huge part of the tango musician culture mm-hmm. and it's certainly not something I'm avoiding. And I, I'm sure you've spoken with some really great composers who I really appreciate who've talked about how that's essential uh, to be a tango <laughs> musician and they're mm-hmm. right to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my energy goes goes into, I've been thinking about this because you think about, I have all this time to think about what I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> And I realized a lot of where my mental energy before was in events creation, which mm-hmm. is interesting because I didn't really think of myself as, an organizer as the term is right. used, you know. But that's definitely increasingly what I became because I wanted to craft craft the right experiences for the live music to shine and for people to feel connected with it and each other, mm-hmm. you know. Um so yeah. I don't know. I might be I've gotten young. You know, I'm the well, last time I checked I was 29, but apparently I'm 32 now, so 32. So young.
0: That's still young, Max. Lots <laughs> of time for
1: composing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome.
0: Like, I don't know if you felt this way, but uh, the weeks seem to be going by really fast. And
1: I I, do agree with that really I try to get
0: up early. I stay up way late to work. And then it's like one day it's Monday and then it's like the weekend already. Mm -hmm. And yeah.
1: I don't even try to get up early. If I can sleep mm-hmm. off some of this year, that's fine. You know, yeah. I, I mostly I've been teaching cello. Um, mm. I'm a very interactive person, so I'm really right uh, lucky that a lot of my life was in, in teaching um, on the way into this, and I've, my students have, have stayed with me and kept going, and we've worked on tango with a number of them. Mm -hmm. um and so but that's not a they don't they don't want a lesson at 8 a.m so why would i be awake exactly (laughs) my work day is like you know an Mm -hmm. average of maybe two to eight with some space on either side
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: so yeah my day is shifted on the later side but that's the tangaro life so you know that's that's a a little bit (laughs) not out of character i don't know (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so what what are some big goals that you uh think about for the future
1: i think about having big goals <laughs> i don't know i've always worked very incrementally mm-hmm. and um i think that keeps me able to be really connected with my community and look for what's around but sometimes mm-hmm. i think it's um it's good to to give yourself a larger um direction for, for mm-hmm. an arc um you know as you get a little older uh you think about you know how to have slightly more than enough to pay for rent in case you want to have a dog or something right and um (laughs) you know that's that's on my mind um i think that i am waiting still a little bit to look see what the world's gonna look like for tango Mm -hmm. um in the next year or two three yeah um And I will take that and um, try to serve that world as well as I can Mm -hmm. and be a part of it as much as I can Mm -hmm. and uh, bring together people who can be a part of that. That means probably more recording than I've done in the past. Um, I've never really been inspired by recording, which a lot Mm -hmm. of tango artists are. Mm -hmm. Um, I think partly because the projects I was working on were not about, you know, if I'm playing... If I'm playing Loca during Enzo's mm-hmm. style, like yeah. I don't need to record that, it's been recorded and it's been re recorded yeah. in the yeah. same way. And it don't get me <laughs> wrong, great, great freaking song! I love yeah. playing that. I can explode a Malongo with it, but I don't need mm. to go record it right. Um, with mm. all of the new music and collaborations that are coming out, I feel like uh, I'll be spending a lot more time in studios, uh, which I look forward to. Mm-hmm. That requires. <clears throat> fundraising and all mm-hmm. the good stuff that goes along with that. But that's fine. That's a part of the journey and a different way to connect with people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then I look forward, my real big goals are creating some, some weekends and some days that mm-hmm. are, the word festival as we know it in the tango world wouldn't exactly apply to Norwood Marathon or anything else, but some really acknowledging the really intense artistic side of tango and um, empowering everyone who steps through the door of a tango event whether they know much about it at all or not to feel like they're artists and they're a part of it Mm -hmm. and that it is uh everywhere around them and everything every decision they make is art every step they take on or off the dance floor is art every uh, conversation almost they have in that space is Mm -hmm. that and so then that means if we create that mentality, then mm-hmm. we can, we can create cool spaces. We can create events that flow from concerts to milongas to uh quiet booths late in the night, you know, yeah. where, where you finish with your whiskey. I mean, right. uh, the, yeah. I think that the, that future of, of creative events is, and mm-hmm. the so many, the multifaceted nature of the arts in tango, the music, the dance, mm-hmm. the poetry, the art, the architecture, the culture, the food—there's mm-hmm. uh, so much material to play with there. Yeah, and I'm a musician. I mean, that's where I start. But uh, we got—I got ideas. I got yeah,
0: that—that's really important. I think what you said, like, it's not just in within a tango venue. You should take it off of the dance floor. I mean, what I what I want my students to understand as well is like, let let this dance, let tango have an impact on other things you do in life. Like it changes your posture, for instance. It, it changes the way you walk. Uh, you look at a space at the grocery store and say, hey, that would be a great place to dance if they'd let me do it, you know? Um, you know uh that's a great place to dance if i wouldn't be arrested for doing it you know so <laughs> it, you know it, and then if you're if the musicians have that kind of mentality too you know and then if they do set up some kind of venue or some sort of event in a place that's you know quote unquote not conventional well someone who a dancer who's already in the mindset of kind of living and breathing tango they'll slip right into it without a problem and then there's going to be that you know synergy there
1: and I think it's exciting for new people as well to yeah. come in and not just see some people dancing in a bleak studio and think, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing here you know. Mm-hmm. It it gives you a whole world Um, to participate in and you're right on a totally separate note what tango has done for my posture is incredible I was a totally Mm -hmm. like decrepit teenager (laughs) Um, I was talking to one of my students my cello students the other day about Mm -hmm. creating long-term change in posture and she was like how did you do that and I'm like well I'm not perfect first of all Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly (laughs) tango is one of the greatest things there tango and this idea of of arts being normal and of all of this life being rich Mm-hmm. You know, I live. This is totally separate. No, that's right. not separate mindset, but separate type mm-hmm. of conversation. I live one block from the perimeter around the Capitol building here in DC. Mm-hmm. That when it was set up in in January and February, and yep. it was so hurtful. Just, this is very. Just my neighborhood. It's a family neighborhood. It's a lovely neighborhood and a lovely community, which in a way was only just noticing that during quarantine when they all had to stay home and walk into the parks and and try to be human. And we were really feeling that. And uh, to have this... these. Fences and gates in the space, and the you yeah. know we, we play frisbee on that grass, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and so I want to really, I want people to feel connected with the spaces around them, mm-hmm. and and for people to know that in another community that you might think of as having one identity or one mm-hmm. defining part, people don't think of Capitol Hill as having uh, a tango cellist. Uh, who has rehearsals in the driveway while the kids across the street are playing sidewalk chalk and yeah. their parents own the convenience store down the street. And mm-hmm. then there's a little orchestra down there and some visual artists here. You know, I, I, I want to be on a mission to make Capitol Hill weird or something, you know, just so yeah. people recognize that anywhere in the world you go mm-hmm. is a vibrant community, that there are humans, there is vibrant community. Right. So in our tango community, then, I want us, everyone, to feel... Vibrant and artistically empowered. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't yeah. know if you the connections between those things makes no no. That's, I, that's where the garbled place my head has been for the last. <laughs> <of course.
0: laughs> no, no. But like you said, it's it's important to to have that sense of community. I mean, I mean, you live in a much bigger city when where that you know even though there are just by numbers more people like it can be very lonely. You know, when I lived, like when you lived in New York, when I lived in New York. Yeah. There's a lot of energy, but you can really feel isolated in that. And I think it's uh, something like tango or like, again, whatever artistic space that brings people together. It's um, we need that.
1: You can walk into a milonga and feel there's no place I've felt more alone than mm. walking into like when I had recently moved uh, to the New York area Walking into a huge milonga and knowing no one and dancing with no one for two hours. Yeah. How, when do you feel more alone than that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, terrible. It's terrible.
0: Crazy, crazy, on crazy that stuff.
1: Note.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I uh, kind of want to touch on, Max, is you know we're both really into the tango world, but when you're really into something, whether it's tango music or tango dancing or something, you inevitably pick up other interests as well so either within the realm of music or something else just out of curiosity what are some other hobbies or interests that that you have picked up over time
1: <laughs> uh well dancing tango as opposed to just playing it that's right really yeah that, right yeah now. yeah um i i play in a like a folk rock band in normal mm-hmm. times and i love uh thinking i do a little bit of writing for that actually and okay. I, I love playing mandolin. Um, oh cool in that context Uh, so that's (laughs) definitely a thing i've been cooking a lot more in the last year but that's okay (laughs) you
0: know in some weird way does their tango tango mentality seep into your cooking into the method in which you cook uh
1: in that I'm super obsessive about doing things there you go. details that have nothing to do with the final product from early on. Sure. That yeah. <laughs> might be more of a me thing though. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I I have been blogging. I you know, I've been doing keep doing my blog, but then um I read somewhere that oh, you should use Pinterest to promote your blog, but then you have to come up with graphics to get to create your own pins, right? Oh, but yeah. you can't just you can't just download images from the internet because of copyright issues. And, you know, I was too cheap to pay for something like Shutterstock, you know, to get to get uh, of course, stock, yeah. stock images. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just draw my own Tango images. And then I- That's how that started. The night, yeah, I really got into drawing. <laughs> it turns out people like my drawings more than they like my blog. I'm like, okay, so I'll just keep doing this. And- <laughs> Well, if I can't dance tango, I'm going to draw it then, you know, those are great
1: drawings. Absolutely. And I like the ones where you show how they, how the process works. Oh, the time-lapse. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: I discovered that by accident in the app on my iPad. It's like time-lapse. I didn't know I left that on. Ah. It's been watching everything I've been doing and I press a button like, Oh, there it goes. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I guess another thing that's a little bit more tango central is what I was saying about like events organizing. You know, I didn't see yeah. that as a part of my music education when I was in college, you know. Right. Um, but tango did, being not classical music where you sort of schlep onto the stage without a lights change, mm-hmm. uh, the tango shows and other stuff I was involved in early on sort mm-hmm. of tuned me into the whole user experience or the whole audience or participant experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then of course in Madison, I worked as. Weddings coordinator at uh, right at the museum at the art museum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all of those those details yeah. kind of come together to mm-hmm. no matter what I do, think about like how is anyone thinking or feeling when they do a thing, and then yeah. I, I hate organizing events, but I do love it. There are parts of it that I'm good at, and parts of it that
0: yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> cool, cool. But anyway. Well, Max, awesome to see you again and uh, to talk tango and to talk all these crazy details that are seemingly unconnected, but somehow all work together to uh, to create new possibilities and to uh, help us reach our goals.
1: <laughs> well, I really appreciate talking to you. I always like like checking in, hearing how you're doing, how things in Madison are. Yeah. Um, hopefully, next time when you ask me for more details about what, I'll do, what I'm doing, I'll I'll have some. But okay, um, you know. <laughs> All right.
0: Cool. All right. right yeah. All right, Max. Thanks again, man. We'll keep in touch.
1: Sounds good.